We live in a mostly negative world. We live in a world that doesn't want to talk about the bad and the ugly and expose that stuff. We live in a world that perpetuates disaster. Here it is, man. You want positivity, the real deal? Well, let me take you to the dark side. Welcome to the dark side of your authenticity, where I expose my bad and ugly so that you can learn something from my mistakes. Let's go. And I say, hey, hey, leave it like we're ready, Fred Blumenberg coming to you on the dark side of your authenticity. Today is going to be a great show. It's going to be a little short because, listen, man, I'm a dad. I'm a dad of four kids, and I only have so much time and energy, but I wanted to bring this show to you guys today because this is the dark side of your authenticity. By me, Fred Blumenberg, if you hear that I got different energy, I always bring different energy to the dark side of your authenticity for a reason. Because I want you to know that I am really giving you the bad and the ugly about my life. And this is no time to be crazy, over-the-top, energetic. I could do that. But I want you to really understand the importance of this episode. Now, if this is the first time you come in and listen to this episode, I thank you for listening. Make sure that you subscribe because I deliver content daily here. But the dark side of your authentic, uh, of the, 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 as I mess up, that's being authentic. I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> It's really about attacking your bad and ugly moments in your life and being okay with putting that shit on display. That's right, putting your bad and ugly on display. If you're not willing to do that, who are you helping? I mean, nobody's being helped by your wins. People like it when you win. They like to cheer you on until you start doing better than them. So what do people really learn from? The fucked up shit. They learn from all the bad and ugly moments of life. That's the reason why people buy courses. That's the reason why people hire coaches and personal trainers. That's the reason why people attend schools and workshops and and look to be mentored. Is because they want to avoid the mistakes. They want to learn from that shit. They want to learn from other people. So the reason why I call it the dark side of your authenticity is because this is the dark shit that I'm going to give you about my life that nobody's going to give to you. They're not going to tell you about their ugly. And if they are, they're really just complaining. They're not really telling you to help you. They're just using their platform to, you know, bitch and complain. And that's not what this is about, man. So this is about me being an authentic dad, an authentic entrepreneur, an authentic husband, and be willing to give you my dark and ugly. And if you look at the title, I'm going to tell you how I wasted 37 years of my life really just fucking off and what that means to you. And really, it was just me playing it safe. And I'm going to tell you what that means, man. So the dark side of your authenticity is about me exposing my vulnerabilities, my fuck-ups, all the stuff that I've tripped over in my life, either um, in my past or even recent. I'll tell you about recent. In fact, before I started this episode, um, you know, I'm recording this while my daughter's taking a nap. That's right, because that's what dads do. That's what dads that are entrepreneurs that only have so much time in a day do. And that's what I've been doing for the past six years of my life. You know, when Daisy was a baby, I recorded episodes. Now, you might be thinking, well, you don't have to record an episode to, you know, get yourself out on social media. I want to. I want to. Because it's my way of giving you some insight on my life. And it's my way of delivering a message to other dads that are out there that want to be entrepreneurs so that they know they're not alone. This shit is not about me. It's about us. When I say us, authentic people who are authentic people, people that are willing to show the good, bad, and ugly in their life, and they're okay with that shit. They're not trying to have a pissing contest with whose situation is worse. They're not trying to constantly one-up people. 
They just want to learn some shit and know that they're not alone. So this is what this is for. Yeah, sure, I don't have to do it. I do it because I want to give the world and people that are out there like me a message that, yo, it's okay to fuck up. Let's go. If you're about exposing the vulnerabilities, let's go. This is not about me judging you. Fuck all that. I ain't got time or energy for that. This is about me saying, yo, you got fucked up shit, so do I. Let's share it. And let's help each other climb up this mountain. Because it's not about me. It's about us. So, playing it safe. First of all, what does playing it safe mean? What have I been told since I was born? Go to school. Get a good job. Get a degree. Keep your head down. Make sure you make the right choices. Make sure you get a job with a salary and benefits. Make sure that you go to school and get your degree so that you have the opportunity to get a job. And just do that. And once you retire, you can enjoy life. Have you heard that before? (laughs) Tell me how that's going for you if you're in the midst of that. Because that's what I did. Don't take risks. Meanwhile, I was taking all kinds of fucking risks. I'm getting married. That's a risk. Do you understand that? It's a risk to marry someone and be committed to them through the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, that's right. Let me back up. When you get married, you are committed to them. You're not getting married with the option to get divorced. That's not what marriage is about. And unfortunately, today's society is about that. Get married with the opt-out. This ain't an NBA contract. This is an actual commitment that you've made before God. So, committing to your wife or husband and being about commitment to them through all your trials and tribulations. It's so funny, the single people or the people that aren't married, they got all this shit to say. Well, if that was me, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, sure. Meanwhile, they fucking up, right? So, you know, when you commit to a marriage, that's a risk. You don't know how this person's going to turn out. You don't know what you're investing into. You're investing into the hope that this person is going to be everything that you think they'll be and more. That's really what you're doing. You're investing in hope. So what does that mean? You're really investing in faith. You're really investing in what they've shown you that that has the potential to be something. So marriage in itself is a huge risk. People take that risk all the time. Yet for some reason, they think taking a risk for a job is even riskier than getting married. (laughs) Think about that for a second. How backwards does that sound? You about to spend the rest of your life with someone you don't know could be really fucked up. But you worried about a job? Come on, man. So for me, I had to look back on these things. Risk with marriage. Risk with kids. That's even a bigger risk than marriage. You have to raise a small human to be somebody that makes an impact in the world. Now, I said some compound words here. When I say impact the world, we're not raising, you know, uh, um, um, people that are going to be contributing members to society. That's some bullshit average mindset. I want to be a contributing member to society. What the fuck does that mean? You just going to be here helping out? I raise uh, human beings that are going to impact the world. I'm raising impactful human beings that are going to impact the world. That means they're, 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 they're out to do some good. <laughs> they're out to do some shit. They're not just here to just work and then go home. So I wasn't taught that. Let me let me back up. I I shouldn't say I wasn't taught that. I should say that that was not the message that I got throughout the community. When I say community, my mom taught me to be the best that I could. But my dad wasn't around to back that up. He wasn't around to give me the, the male mentorship that I needed. He was gone. So my mom had to play both mom and dad. That's not fair to her. She had to be a single parent raising three kids, two boys and a girl on her own. When back in that day, that's when you actually could have a one parent household that could, you know, my dad was the breadwinner, man. So there's a lot that I said there. So having kids, that's a huge fucking risk, man, because anything can happen with kids. 
anything. And if you have kids, you already fucking know. They cost a lot of money. And it's not just basic shit. It's just crazy shit that you would never even think of. I remember I had daycare with Daisy and Sky. We paying like almost $2,800 just to keep them in daycare. $2,800 a month. It was crazy shit. I'm like, this is a fucking mortgage. So, risks. I got married. I had kids. Those were huge risks. But for some reason, when it came to my job, I didn't want to take a risk. When I came to my job, I didn't want to get out and do something different because I literally didn't know how. And a lot of that was predicated upon what I was being told and what I was being taught in school. And what you're told is go get a good job. Go get a degree so you can get a good job. Let me tell you something. My degree didn't do shit other than give me a few dollars more an hour. My degree was in, oh, what was it? Um, something that had to do with art. I can't, I'm drawing a blank, a blank right now. But arts and humanities, bachelor's in arts and humanities. It's not like I had a, a background in terms of like my job skill that I could use that with. Because naturally when I got out of school, I had spent all that time in school. I needed a job because I wanted to live on my own. And so I got a job, but I found myself working at American Eagle Outfitters, clothing company, retail, man. And then I'd bounce around to this job doing sales, bounce around here. And I just worked because I needed to work. It wasn't even like I was doing anything I wanted to do. I just worked. And then I got tired of just working. I mean, I was an entrepreneur at heart. And I was literally just bouncing around from job to job. And finally, I settled into, I remember I got, um, I was in a graphic design, um, uh, uh, not a graphic design firm. What am I trying to say? I was doing graphic design for a healthcare company. That's what it was. I just sort of landed the job because my degree did say that I worked in arts and they just needed somebody, a body to fill a space. And that job was temporary. I got laid off. And then I substitute taught because at the time I was with Michelle and she was a teacher. So they, she said they needed substitute teachers. So that was something that filled a gap. Again, get a job so you can get money because you got to pay bills. And at that point, I was 28. And so at 30, being a substitute teacher for a few years, I had Trey. That was in 2008. And being in the teaching field, I liked it because it was Monday through Friday. And I had certain holidays off and such. But dude, again, just paying bills. Live until Friday. Check to check. No direction. As long as I had a check, I was good. But I still partied, hung out, bullshitting around. Fucking off. I had no direction. And then when shit happened, like, you know, inflation, <laughs> like it every fucking year, and I couldn't make ends meet, me and Michelle would get into fights because I wasn't making enough money. I mean, I wasn't making shit. And then I, I remember I... I I became a, a paraprofessional. I did that full time. I still wasn't making shit. I loved my job. This is where I worked with autistic, nonverbal, severe and profound, behavior disorder, emotional disorder, you know, close to suicidal. I worked with hardcore kids, man. And I did that for over a decade. But after a while, I said, I can't do this. So it became, it was right around 2014. I worked in Chambry School District 54 for about a year. Things didn't work out and found myself back at the place that I started. When I became a paraprofessional. And it was in 2015 when I was 37 where I finally said to myself, this is not going to fucking work. I'm tired of just bouncing around from job to job. I got to find something that fits what I want to do. And I'm an entrepreneur at heart. 
It wasn't because it was cool. It was because I got tired of working around people that didn't want to be better. I got tired of people working around people that just complained, working about people that just talked about the same shit every fucking day. I got tired of that shit, man. And for me, I got tired of living for Fridays or paydays. It just it just got boring, bro. Like it it just legit was something that I was tired of. And I remember I said, I can't do this anymore. And that's when I lost my job in 2015 under extenuating circumstances, which I'm not going to get into here. But I remember that day, October 7th of 2015, I sat in the parking lot for about an hour. And I had just resigned from a job. And I remember I sat there in the parking lot asking myself questions. Do I want to be an entrepreneur? Yes. Do I want to do it in the school field? Hell no. (laughs) Do I feel like I'm a good dad? No. Do I feel like I'm a good husband? No. Do I love my wife? Yes. Do I want to become a multimillionaire? Yes. Do I know how to do that? No. And in that, in that series of questions, I just got black and white with myself. And if you go to my website, therealfredlee.com, I believe it's therealfredlee.com forward slash about, you can read about that, man. And it really was about me just gaining clarity and stop bullshitting myself. I couldn't even stand my own bullshit. Like Literally. I couldn't stand myself failing at my own bullshit. I couldn't sell myself anymore. I couldn't say, well, you have a degree and shit like this happens all the time. I couldn't sell myself that anymore. And that's where I tell people, I say, you know, when you tired, when you tired. Listen, I say when you tired, you don't even hear the R because I was ready to be done with my situation. I was tired. I was tired of working so hard to get nowhere. I was tired of being around dumbasses. I was tired of just getting up and going to a job and getting paid. I wanted my life to be fulfilling. So I said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I made that decision in that car. And from that day forward, I typed in entrepreneur in every social media and looked for people that were making multi-millions of dollars. Not just your average Joe that calls himself a entrepreneur. I wanted people that were fucking doing phenomenal. And one of the first guys I came across was Grant Cardone. And I remember when I first saw this dude, it was a Facebook video. And I scrolled past it and I said, no, you know what? I used to do that. Everything that I used to do, I'm going to unlearn. I'm going to do the 180. So before, you know, Fred that was just out trying to be quote unquote safe would have just scrolled past that. Now unsafe Fred, dangerous Fred is going to be like, no, you know what? Fuck that. Let me watch this video. Who is this guy? And I remember looking at this guy and he's short, he's boisterous, he's cocky, but he's talking some real shit. And one of the things that resonated to me was the 10X rule. I was like, what the fuck is that? And so he said he had a book called the 10X rule. I looked it up in my Apple, like my iBooks or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I remember thinking, I never read books, man. I don't read books, but nope. Dangerous Fred was like, nah, safe Fred didn't read books. Dangerous Fred is going to read motherfucking books. So I said, I don't read. You know what? Fuck that. No excuses. Safe Fred made excuses. Dangerous Fred ain't making excuses. So I said, all right, I'll get the audio version. I got the audio version. And I said, you know what? I'm going to keep this simple. I'm just going to listen to 10 minutes every day. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to 10 minutes. I'm going to read by listening. And every day, that's all I did for 10 minutes. I just listened to the audio book by Grant Cardone. And the shit he was telling me was like, wow, it was like, (laughs) 
it was like water to somebody who was dehydrated. I was drinking too fast. I was like, holy shit, this is making sense. And everything he said fucking made sense. And I'll never forget one quote that I listened to in that book that just made everything fucking click, light up, spark, and just I just never stopped ever since. And the quote was, commit first, figure the rest out later. Commit first, figure the rest out later. Commit first. I was like, holy shit. This dude just answered all my problems in that one fucking quote. And I had to really stop the book and re-listen to that quote. And I re-listened to it and re-listened to it and stopped and sat there and thought. And I was like, that's been my problem this whole fucking time. Lack of commitment. Everything that I said I was going to do, I never committed to it. And then so I had to sit back and ask myself, well, let me define commitment. Because maybe I got it wrong. Let me define. Well, commitment really means that you are, you are promising yourself that you're going to stick with something, no matter what. And that was my issue. I never stuck with anything. I was started. I was all hyped up and ready to go. And then the minute that shit got hard, I quit. And so what ended up happening was my problem was when things got hard, I found a way to quit. And so my lack of commitment is the reason why I never even attempted to do anything worthwhile in my life. That shit was eye-opening. So I said, okay, safe Fred didn't commit. Dangerous Fred is going to commit to shit. And is going to look irrational to other people and I don't even give a fuck. Because I know how to be safe. I know what to do to get a job. That shit is easy. This is the part where people get really fucking discouraged. Because they're like, well, what if I don't get a job? You already know how to get a job. You've gotten dozens of jobs. That shit's not hard. You know how to do that shit. <laughs> you, what you don't know how to do, you really should be trying out doing. And so what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to get a job, but I'm going to have an entrepreneur mindset. Listen to what I said. This is very important. I said, I'm going to get a job, but I'm going to have an entrepreneur mindset. So what I said to myself was any job that I get is going to teach me how to be a better entrepreneur. It's going to teach me how to treat employees. It's going to teach me what these businesses uh, uh, put together when it comes to their employees, the handbook, when it comes to hierarchy, when it comes to management. I'm going to be taking mental notes on this shit everywhere. And I'm not going to sit here and complain about shit. I'm just going to take in mental notes. And the way they market their shit, I'm taking in information. And so this job that I get is a fucking stepping stone to get me to my ultimate destination. So every job that I got in between before I started coaching was a stepping stone. Think about that. I had a completely different thought process now. It wasn't like I was like, I'm just going to get a job and hope and pray that I don't get fired and hope and pray that I can keep this forever. That's not what it was. I didn't just get a job and say, oh my God, I got a job. I'm a failure as an entrepreneur. No, man. I said, I'm going to get this job. And this job is here to teach me a few things. Number one, I either need to learn something from somebody or learn something about myself. Number two, I need to learn a skill here. There's something I need to learn here. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to find out. And number three, there's somebody I need to either network with or, or impact here. This is a stepping stone. When you're walking upstairs, you don't stay stuck on the stair. The idea is to keep walking the stairs until you get to where you're going, the top. So for me, that's what it was about. Every job thereafter was a stepping stone. I got a job in a school and I got tested right away. Right after that parking lot thing where I said, you know, all right, I did the black and white, asked myself yes, no questions. I said, all right, I'm ready to be an entrepreneur. The first thing that hit me was I need a job. I looked for job, job, job. I had to go back to my old school district. 
Special Education District of Lake County, S-E-D-O-L, Cedal. I had to go back with my tail tucked between my legs because I left them and I was like, yep, I'm going to get a better job. I love all of you guys. I left on good terms, but it was like coming back was like, oh, so why are you back, Fred? And I remember I had to just tell him like, look, man, just things didn't work out. You know, I wasn't going to go in no deep, dark story because they would have been all in my business. So I just, yeah, things didn't work out. I'm here. I felt embarrassed that I was back where I started, but it wasn't about being embarrassed, man. It was about this is a stepping stone. I had a different mindset. So when I had a different mindset, I remember the only classroom they had available, I remember it to this day, was like the worst classroom you could possibly have. It was with the student that he was strong as fuck. Um, You know, he every single day caused a problem and an issue in the classroom. And every single day we had to use CPI, crisis prevention intervention. We had to use legal restraints on this kid that literally would wear you the fuck out every single day. And I remember asking myself, okay, what the fuck, man? I didn't ask for this, but that's where life tests you. And that's the key. That's what I learned is that in the beginning, when you ask for something, life is going to test you right the fuck away because it wants to know, are you really about being an entrepreneur? Are you really about being what you asked for? Good, because we're going to give you the hardest fucking ugliest test up front because this shit is really going to prepare you. And so old safe me would have been like, fuck this. I quit. I'm going to go back because safe me wasn't committed. Dangerous me was like, we committed to this shit, good, bad, and ugly. This is the ugly, fine, fuck it, let's go. So I got through that. I remember I listened to another guy, his name was Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella had a podcast called the MF CEO Project, the motherfucking CEO Project. Right now, I think he has Authentic as Fuck or something is his podcast, but I liked Andy because he cursed like me. He was legit, he was rough, he was rugged, he was gritty. Those are my kind of people, dog. And I remember the shit that he would say would be so simple. Coming to work on time. Have a good attitude. Make sure that you're, you know, doing the best that you can. Don't cut corners for yourself because you're teaching others how to do it. And you're, no, you're also teaching yourself how to do it. Like everything he was saying was very fucking simple, bro. And everything that he to be the yes man. Be the guy that's looking to level up. Like everything he said, I applied it and it fucking worked. And I'll never forget I leveled up as a sector program assistant for a job that wasn't even available to me or for me. It was only available because another principal saw that I was working hard and she said, you need to apply for this job. Your name keeps coming up. I was like, holy shit. Okay, I applied for it. Had no fucking clue what I was doing. But 10X, Andy Frisella, these basic things from these multimillionaires was working. I had a routine, a morning routine. I was sticking to it. I had a different mindset and I eventually leveled up over time. So what you see today, when you see me on social media, you see all of the podcast episodes. You see all of the social media content. You go to my LinkedIn, you see all of the, almost got 700 articles written. You see all of the articles and you're like, holy fucking shit. How does this dude do all this shit? It comes from Grant Cardone, the 10X rule. The most impactful book of my life other than the Bible, the 10X rule. I want you to remember That when you are starting on your journey, remember the first thing that impacts you on your change. Because that's the thing that you're always going to reference as a foundation. That's the thing that you're always going to say, okay, that's my guy or that's my girl or that shit made me work. That shit made me do what I do now. Remember that. 
because that's the shit that is your foundation. The 10x rule is my foundation. That's why you guys see I have so much content everywhere. And it's not just about fucking content. That's content. That's to reach people that I can't reach when I'm working on my business. I work on my business too. And it's not just my business. I got a family business going on right now, a foundation I'm putting together. There's plenty of other things. And you might think, man, has he got a clone or is he otherworldly? No, man. It's literally the 10x rule. Got to do 10 times more activity just to break through the noise and be noticed. That's me. So what you see is a product of the 10x nation, Grant Cardone. So I want you to understand that you cannot play it safe and win. You can't. You simply can't. The only way that you can win, you got to get dangerous. You got to take some risks. You got to go for what you want and you got to stay committed to it. Commitment means you made a promise to yourself. You're going to see yourself all the way through the good, bad, and the ugly. If you are authentic, you are a part of my tribe. What does authenticity mean? Fuck all that shit that you see online where people are just using the word and they have no fucking clue why they're saying it. Authenticity means are you going to show me the good, bad, and ugly about your life, about your entrepreneur journey, about your business, about what the fuck you uh, you do and who you are? Are you willing to show that? Because if not, you're not authentic. You just another person out here saying the same shit just like everybody else. You're fake. That's right. You're fake. Yes, there's different levels of authenticity when I talk about how much are you willing to expose. But are you willing to tell anybody anything other than I'm great? I have a perfect life. Look at these smiles. If you about the grit and the grind and you about being authentic, you my kind of people. It's that simple. I welcome you. We are just alike. When I committed first, I figured the rest out as I went along. I'm still figuring it out. There's no such thing as having it all figured out. That was Safe Fred's problem. Safe Fred felt like he needed to figure it all out first. Get the blueprint. Figure it all out before he even takes one fucking step. Is that you right now? Do you identify yourself like Safe Fred? You got to figure it all out first and get the perfect fucking blueprint. Read all the books and take all, take all the courses. When the fuck are you going to take action? When are you going to take action? You know you're going to fail. You know you're going to get tested right up front. When are you just going to get out there and take action? This is like getting the video game and playing it on the hardest fucking level, knowing you can't beat that level. When are you going to play that level? When? You want to be at that level, but you don't want to play that level until you quote unquote ready? When the fuck you think you're going to be ready? You ain't never going to be ready. The only time you ready is when you ready. That's when you make a choice. That's when you make the decision. When I got married, I knew she was the one. People always ask me, how did you know? Because I knew I was ready to get moving forward with this person. I'm committed to her. When I had kids, I was ready. Yo, let's go. I'll sacrifice whatever to have some kids because my why is to be a dad. My why is to be a husband. How did I know I was ready to be an entrepreneur? My why was to be a business owner for myself. And to impact others by helping them become coaches under the Fred Blumenberg Enterprise brand. And it's not about me. It's about us. So if you're about being authentic, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. I got content every single day. Find me on any social media platform at The Real Fred Lee. And make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. Guys, I love you. Be blessed. I will see you on the other side.
subscribe and share.